Man, it's good to be back. Welcome back to the Africans. It's your host, Aquesi, coming back after a two-week hiatus. And wow, <coughs> already coughing on thing. Not sick, just a little dry. But man, let me, <laughs> first of all, can we just talk? Can't we just talk? No, I'm not going to try to say. Um, <laughs> man, it's been a tumultuous two weeks for me. It's great to finally be back recording some content with you guys. Uh, we got some of the team that's away finally taking some good time off, which is much deserved. So you got another solo episode of me today. Um, haven't had anything drop for two weeks, but we do have a lot of content we're going to be recording. We'll be dropping uh, throughout the uh, month of December leading up until January. So keep that in mind. But today was our scheduled and planned to be our uh, Champions League check-in. Um, however, um, one match has yet to be played because two nations, two countries, um, Atalanta and Villarreal were supposed to play, but the game was postponed due to snow. Play, you cowards. Play. If Canadians can play, it's now. Y'all can play too. So that game is the only one that hasn't come through. Um, a few surprising results coming through today, which really does affect the next round of the Champions League. Um, but with that match uh, in Group F, Villarreal and Atalanta, really it's a winner-take-all match. Whoever wins moves on to the round of 16. Whoever loses is going to Europa League. So what we're going to do here, we're just going to go a quick rundown of all all the groups and kind of see how everything broke down based off of where they started, what we had hoped to see from them, but ultimately what we got. So let's start from the beginning. So we got Group A, which had Man City, PSG, Leipzig, and Club Brugge. Club Brugge. And honestly... Man City and PSG being the top two teams is not a surprise. Um, with Man City taking the top spot in the group with 12 points, with four wins and two losses, while as PSG had a bit of a struggle, came away with three wins, two draws, and a loss, so sat one point behind, and Leipzig able to salvage at the end beating Club Brugge and going into the Europa League. I'm, Leipzig was able to get those results at the end to push themselves over, whereas Club Brugge, we were really hoping, Canadian bias in three, two, really hoping for them to get some Europa so, so that when Tejan came over from the Revolutions, he'd have a chance to play in some uh, midweek Europa football. But it's not to be. Club Brugge is probably the disappointment in that group. Um, it's between them and Leipzig. I did expect more from Leipzig overall, but then Leipzig just sacked their manager. Club Brugge is definitely trying to regroup for their domestic league. I had hoped that Brugge would have come in third in this group. However, it's not the case. And leaving Man City in the first place pool and PSG in the second place pool, which means one of a few teams is going to have to deal with the PSG in that next round. Let's go to Group B. Group B 
started off interesting. We had Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, Porto, and AC Milan. With Liverpool taking the top spot, a clean record. A very nice. A 17 goals for six goals against. Atletico Madrid was able to surpass Porto in getting into second place with a win today, getting them two wins, a draw, and three losses. Whereas Porto and Milan weren't able to go through. Milan, a bit of a disappointment, but then most people are looking at uh, Syria and thinking it's a good league, but it's not the league that we remember it as. It's a league that's living off of name and not actual substance. So with Porto able to uh, come through and go to Europa, that gives them the opportunity. But Porto had a chance to go into that second round of 16 and failed to do so. Milan, disappointment of the group. Expected more from them, whether that's just based off legacy or name. Group C. I think this is the most surprising group. It's not the most surprising, but it's definitely a group when we look at the results and we think it could have gone either way. We have Club Ajax coming in with, again, a clean sheet, six wins, no losses, five goals against, 20 goals for. Well done. Sporting coming in second with nine points, with three wins and three losses. And Dortmund coming in with three wins and three losses. Now, just to put this into perspective, Besiktas was the team that we had hoped we'd get more from, and it just seemed overmatched from the get-go. Dortmund, definitely the team that was injured the most and wasn't able to put together that consistency, which is disappointing for that team with all that young talent that they do have. However, seeing how they were able to go through, I think that's interesting. Dortmund beat Besiktas by five. It was 5-0, which improved their goal difference to a negative one. Where Sporting lost to Ajax, and their goal difference was plus three. So to put that into perspective, like what the difference was, I believe Sporting lost to Ajax by a three or four nil score, and a four and a five nil score for Dortmund only put them to within three. So Ajax was really behind the ball. They had, I mean, Dortmund was really behind the ball in that aspect. They could have really done so much, but I think injuries caught up to them. Whereas they may be kicking them, they're definitely one of I'd say two clubs who are going to Europe a League. And aren't thrilled, but will take it. Ajax is going is looking dangerous based off their team. Sporting having to play a first place pool will make it interesting, but I think Dortmund going to the Europa gives them the opportunity to really flex as they get healthy. And I think going down to that league and that championship, I think they have to win it, or at least be finalists in it. They don't have any other options. So I'm pulling for Dortmund to be able to win the Europa or put themselves in a the position where they can win one. That was Group C. Group D. Group D was the interesting group where it started off where you had Sheriff who were sitting in first in their group at one point. 
having beaten Shakhtar and Real, or was it Inter? I'm forgetting. And then they had a string of bad form where they lost three straight matches. And were able to salvage a draw, which gave them the chance to go to the Europa League. But in that group, Real Madrid able to take first with 15, five wins, one loss. And Inter Milan was able to sneak through as well. Three wins, one draw, and two losses with 10 points. That stretch in the middle really saved Inter and gave him the juice to pass through Sheriff. Because I think most casual fans were hoping for Sheriff to be able to push through and send a traditional club like Inter or even maybe Real Madrid to the Europa League where they'd have to compete there. Shakhtar didn't give us more, but Sheriff definitely, I think, disappointed in the sense that they started off so hot but then cooled down considerably and there was nothing left in the tank for them to really perform well. So I think that longevity and that not that longevity to really work through and the endurance aspect, that's going to matter for them. Group E. Bayern, Benfica, Barcelona, and Dynamo Kiev. At the end of this, we knew that Bayern was moving forward, and they were able to complete their 6-0 record, uh, 22 goals for, 3 goals against. Benfica, who were able to defeat Dynamo Kiev, were able to hop into second. And because Barcelona lost to Bayern by 3-0, for the first time in a long time, we'll be saying Barcelona in the Europa League. Which, to a degree, speaks to the state of Barcelona right now. I know they switched their coach to Xavi. But the reality is, I mean, rebuilding this team is going to take time. And it's also going to need resources and development of young players. And if fans and the club aren't patient with that, they'll find themselves in the same financial situation where they are $1.3 billion in debt and trying to pass it off as if it's not that big of a deal. So that aspect really does make it interesting. But for Bayern, the new usual people came out and performed. Benfica definitely will look good. I think Benfica is maybe one of the teams that first place pot teams are looking and saying, I hope we get them because no one else here is really safe. Which means also Barcelona is headed to Europa for the first time in a long time. And we will remember them in their younger days when they were exciting. Yes, Dynamo Kiev in fourth with one point, one draw. But last five, Barcelona definitely thought they had a good rhythm going. Unfortunately, that last win just eluded them and left them where they were. Group F with Man U, who was already through as of last window. Villarreal, Atlanta are playing winner-take-all. And the young boys, who had the opportunity to reinsert themselves into everything with an eight-point uh, window, failed to do so, only securing two draws at the end. Meaning, they are not moving on to European football. Young boys will stay young boys, and they won't become young men. Their time is done. Man, you did definitely rest some of their players, and that definitely did show 
But I think it'll be interesting to see which group comes through. If I had to make a prediction right now, I think Villarreal takes it just because Atalanta, they do have that zero a break-even point in terms of goal difference, but I still think they have the opportunity to really continue to stretch their legs and do well. Group G, which was the group of life, where all the teams were separated by four points from 8-7-6-5. The toppers of the group were Lille. Lille Olympic, who were able to secure a 3-1 win over Wolfsburg. Remember when they drew with Wolfsburg at the beginning and everyone was concerned? Not anymore. Lille take the top spot after beating Wolfsburg 3-0. And then, I think a bit of a surprise, Salzburg, LB Salzburg, was able to fend off Sevilla, where they were able to get that second spot, which means they're in that second place spot, so they can play any of the first place teams. And Wolfsburg were not able to replicate the exploits of last season, meaning they had to let someone go, and that person had to be others moving forward. So Salzburg wasn't able to really do well. Just had a mental fupa where I was thinking about Leipzig and not Salzburg. So I apologize when that comes through. So with that being the case, Lille in that first place window, any team they can draw in the second place will be interesting, but they're doing well. However, they do have to contend with Group H, where a draw doomed Chelsea to the second place pot. Which means now Chelsea has to play any of the likes of Lille, Man U, Bayern München, Real Madrid, Ajax, Liverpool, or Man City. They will be playing one of those teams. And that's the reality of it. Because they finish in the second place pot. Whereas Juve is looking at anyone from RB Salzburg, to either Atlanta or Villarreal, Benfica, Inter Milan, Sporting, as well as Atletico Madrid and PSG. PSG is probably the scariest of the teams there because they have the talent on display. But Juve finishing first because Chelsea drew against Zenit, a 94th minute of extra time four out of the six minutes of extra time were able to equalize, giving Zenit a moment to be proud of. Unfortunately for Chelsea, pushed them into second, meaning now it's all hands on deck for that next round when those dates and players become available to be discussed. So overall, a good first leg in good section four the Champions League. And I think what will be interesting will be, I mean, from a Canadian standpoint, it was great to see Jonathan David score today, Alfonso Davies running by people like they normally do. I think looking at these potential matchups that you could have, you definitely want to wait for the Atalanta and the Villarreal match to finish. However, you can see sizzling what some of those options could be. I mean, you can you could possibly have a Juve versus... Villarreal, or versus uh, Benfica, or versus a Sporting or Inter, my favorite would be in uh, Liverpool, and then, I mean, uh, Atletico Madrid, and then you can have a 
Liverpool versus RB Salzburg, putting those two quick teams, especially the pace, Vadiemi with Salzburg going up and down the pitch against a team that presses so much like Liverpool, it really does salivate the mind with a lot of different matchup um, situations we can definitely quadra up. So it is very intriguing to see how this ends up. This is a quick look in. Glad everyone's here. Again, there's going to be some uh, women's content coming with the Africans. There's going to be some um, other content that we've been curating and recording as well. Thank you guys for checking back in. We're doing all right. We're still alive. Thank you again, guys, and we'll talk again soon.